Welcome to the Magnificent Obsession Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Coming your way on each episode, you'll be encouraged in your faith as you listen to testimonials, teaching, and interviews. And now your host, Danny Miller. Thank you for tuning in to the Magnificent Obsession. So for this episode of the Magnificent Obsession, I think it'd be really good and appropriate and also to remind myself even in in episodes to come to refer back to the very first one. Because on this one, I simply want to use this time to explain the meaning behind Magnificent Obsession and so why I felt it would be potentially (laughs) good, appropriate to use for this podcast. And before I do that, I just want you to think about something. I want to to ask you a question, okay? So what was literally the first ever pop song that you owned? When I was putting this together, I have to say I was a little nervous in sharing the first ever pop song that I ever owned because it wasn't a song. Now, I gotta say, I was a primary school kid. So I was back in the 80s, it was, I was very young. <laughs> and it, so it wasn't a song that I went out and bought and, and obviously it wasn't anything to download back in those days. It was an actual something tangible uh, with a sleeve, a single, but it wasn't, I didn't purchase it. it actually, I won it. I gotta tell you, it was um, very exciting for me. The first ever record that I ever owned. It was it was a prize. Yes, that's right. It was a disco tournament in my primary school. Teachers were wandering around the hall as we were dancing away to whatever song was being played, which I can't remember. However, the category was simply one from the girls and someone from the boys would be the winner. At the end of the song, everyone stopped dancing, including myself. Then they called out my name. I won the disco competition out of all the boys of that year. So I went forward. It's funny the things you remember, isn't it? I mean, I remember the girl, she was up there and I can't remember who she was, but there were two singles, two songs, two records. One was by Heaven 17 and the other album, sorry, the other single was by Eurythmics. Now this girl chose Heaven 17 and so I got this single by Eurythmics. Remember Annie Lennox? Was it Dave Stewart as well, the other guy? And the the record was Who's That Girl? I remember walking home that evening after disco competition and showing off to my my family (laughs) uh, that I'd won. Yeah, they they were surprised. Um, But anyway, uh, and, and so, you know, that was the first ever pop song that I own. It's interesting music, isn't it? And I know this isn't a podcast about music and then there's many podcasts there are. It's interesting the the power and the impact of music because I come from a family of three sisters, two brothers. And because I was the fourth youngest, I grew up without my own music. I grew up listening to or hearing because I couldn't help it when they had it on full blast in their rooms, certain bands and certain songs that would remind me of certain events. And that's the the power of music. Music is powerful. Certain songs, they can bring up a memory. They can bring up a a place or, or an experience or even a person. So for my family, I always remember my older sister because she would play. There was a bit of Elvis in there as well, but primarily it was a lot of David Bowie and ELO. For ELO, that was my older brother. Now, he was actually killed in a car crash. Uh, He was 27 years old, just a couple of days before his 28th birthday. Um, There was a driver, he drove into him and his fiancée. So he never reached his 28th birthday. I do remember for my brother, though, he'd always loved, and he had those posters, you know, of ELO. 
there are many songs of ELO that I, I do like ELO now and there's a lot of songs that I particularly like. There's one ELO song that I used to hear called Can't Get It Out Of My Head. Can't Get It Out Of My Head. And I have to say, I think when it comes to music, for many people, it's not, not just a song, is it? But a reality. I just can't get it out of my head. Uh, uh, music can do that. I can't let it go or an experience or what someone said. Could have been years ago. You don't forget that. It's interesting and, and sometimes it can be on a, a negative impression if someone's uh, it can been told. You'll never amount to anything. What good will come from you? You know, those type of, um, there's power in our words and that is a, for a future episode. But those thoughts and those comments can stay with people all their life. Words are powerful. Uh, I believe that we can be robbed of our potential due to what was maybe once said. But I say many compliments we can be made to us, many good things. But if you have nine people that say good things and you remember and one person is uh, negative, it's interesting, maybe it's human nature, but we remember that one thing of the negative comment. Going back to the name, the meaning of the name. So to be obsessed with that term, it can often be negative. So when you can't let go, it can become an obsession. The episodes on this podcast are designed with you in mind, you the believer. You may be a church leader, you may be a pastor or minister, a Christian who loves God, active in your local church. You may be a believer and love God, but maybe struggle with church. This is Rich Smith from WCTL, and you're listening to the Magnificent Obsession podcast with your host, Danny Miller. So here we are, Magnificent Obsession. Where's it come from? I, I am aware, actually, that this the title is actually from a book that was published back in 1929 by Lloyd C. Douglas. And the title of this book is Magnificent Obsession. Uh, a little bit closer to home, but not so near. But a few years later, 1954, there was a movie that came out called Magnificent Obsession uh, starring Rock Hudson. The idea that an obsession could be called magnificent. I know may sound strange or it's generally understood that a mind obsessed was a mind insane or at least a mind irrational. Now the word magnificent, supreme, sublime, noble, exalted. So here we are, magnificent obsession. Here we have that on episode one. We read about many people with an obsession. We, we, we hear of these people all the time, maybe in today's world or even in history. And I think that's something that I like to do is share with you about a people with a magnificent obsession. Any great endeavor or achievement is by a person obsessed to get it done. And that's where we're going with this, the magnificent obsession. Do you have a magnificent obsession in your life? Great achievements have been made by the disciplined obsession. Many I can mention. I mean, there's Edmund Hillary in reaching Mount Everest. Captain Scott, I would even include in his determination to reach the South Pole, and he nearly did. Admiral Lord Nelson in his quest to defend England against the, the Spanish and the, the French naval invaders. He was successful in that and he heard the news of victory upon HMS victory shortly before he died of his wounds. Winston Churchill in his pursuit of victory against the Nazis. It doesn't stop there. The Bible and church history has a legacy of people with a magnificent obsession who have gone before us. 
You have Daniel prayed even when it could have cost him his life. He had a magnificent obsession to pray and see God. Joseph had a magnificent obsession to honor God. He had made that decision. His faithfulness took him into slavery, into the pit, into prison. For David, he had a magnificent obsession for a cause, to honor God, even standing before giants. The Apostle Paul, despite beatings, shipwreck, prison, stoning, the Apostle even returned to the village where they stoned him. Paul was driven by a passion to reach people that Jesus was alive. The church has a history of men and women with a magnificent obsession. There's others, and we're going to be looking at the the lives of some of these people. I think it's fascinating, and we can learn so much. Nicholas Ridley, some of these may be more well-known than others, but Nicholas Ridley, he had a magnificent obsession back in 1555. He was going to be burned at the stake in Oxford, England, because of his faith in Christ. That morning, he was under house arrest, and that morning, he was having his his breakfast. There was a, a woman who was serving him breakfast, and she be- she stopped what she was doing. She began to weep. Tears rolling down her cheeks, and for Nicholas Ridley, he looked up, and he said, my dear, my dear, what's what's up? What's the matter? She said, what's the matter? She said, I'm weeping for you. She said, within a few hours, you're going to be burned at the stake just a few feet from this house. He grabbed her hand. He looked up at her, and he said, My dear, my dear, though my breakfast will be bitter and painful, my supper tonight will be sweet and glorious. A short time later, tied to a pole, Hugh Latimer as well joining him. In fact, it was Hugh Latimer that called out to Ridley, be of good comfort, Mr. Ridley, and play the man. We shall this day light such a candle by God's grace in England as I trust shall never be put out. Now that's a magnificent obsession. It cost them their life. William Seymour, he had a passion to see the church alive by the fire of the Holy Spirit. And there was an outpouring, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, commonly known as the Azusa Street outpouring. Now what drives these people with such devotion? Such a magnificent obsession. My question in this first episode, as I explain the name and the meaning behind the name of why we've come up with uh, the Magnificent Obsession, the podcast and the episodes here. But do you have that? Do you have the Magnificent Obsession? Smith Wigglesworth, he once said, to hunger and thirst after righteousness is where nothing satisfies you as much as being near to God. I'm reminded in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So this is why I went with this name for the podcast show. You must also remember that God has a magnificent obsession over you. And that is something that I want to bring out in these episodes. That you're loved. That you're not disowned. That you have a plan and purpose that's God ordained. The excitement across heaven and earth of an awesome event. All wanted to be there. Recorded in Genesis chapter 2. As God knelt down in the dirt and breathed life into a human being. Angels watched in awe as they saw something that they had never seen before, a design put together and created in the image of God. God's son was there. The Holy Spirit was hovering as God breathed life into his own image for Adam and Eve, with the very purpose there of walking with their creator. 
Now that is a magnificent obsession. Adam and God walking together. Adam would hear God on his way. It was quiet and you could hear God's excitement for he had a magnificent obsession to walk with his creation. The sound of God walking in the garden on his way to meet his prized creation whom he loved so much. He created all that. He created you with a purpose. Let me share this with you. It's from the the Bible, Psalm 139, verse 13. It says this, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me with my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they are all were written. The days fashioned for me. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of all of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. Scripture reveals a magnificent obsession was from God over you. Your future is of more value than your past. Whatever's driven you in the past, allow God's spirit to take hold of you from this moment. For God is a personal God. You will never understand who you are until you understand who God is. You're not here by chance or accident or by some blind natural process. God put you here by deliberate act of creation for such a time as this. So what's your purpose? Allow the episodes to draw out your magnificent obsession. Till next time, thanks for listening to this first ever episode of The Magnificent Obsession. This has been The Magnificent Obsession Podcast with your host, Danny Miller. Thank you for listening.